I'm Margaret Cho. You're listening to the Monsters of Talk. I'm here with my co-host. Hello, I am Jim Short. Jim, we're back in our Blue Room studio in Los Angeles, and we have a very special guest today who is beautiful and amazing and also <laughs> a great writer and also a great actress and producer and so many things. Guinevere Turner is here. Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> what do you, what do you, people ask me like, what I would define myself as, I think I, I always say comedian, but there's other things too. You when you do a actor? lot of things, not, not almost never. I think I'm an actor just in general by, um, you know, like probably that's my second job, but mm. it kind of, kind of was one thing that I, I don't know. I don't think about it as much as mm. I do comedy, maybe because I'm not writing it or I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What would you say? I say filmmaker would be a mm-hmm. good uh, title for you. Yeah. Um, um, but also actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when you start to say more than two things and it just sounds like you don't know what you're doing and you just think you can do everything. <laughs> no, it sounds <laughs> like you're accomplished though, right? <laughs> yeah, but I am a, a, a writer. I would probably always put writer first because that's really mm-hmm. how I make a living and that's really where it all began. Yeah. Uh, and then actor, which I love. But if I was a, only an actor, I would also be a waitress. Um <laughs> Uh, uh, producer and director. I've directed short films and I'm about to direct a feature. Yes. And your new your new feature, which is an exciting thing, it's it's going it's on Indiegogo right now. Mm-hmm. And what is that process like? You're 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 writing and then you you decide to make money for it, so you're going through this channel. What does Indiegogo do? Indiegogo is a crowdfunding um, uh, platform much like Kickstarter where you, you have a limited number of days and you're trying to raise a certain amount of money and you basically ask everyone you've ever met if you can have some money, mm-hmm. which is a, a funny, weird place to be in, but exciting. I mean, we're, we're already uh, past the 25K mark. Wow. Um, which is great. Uh, it's, a, it's a wow, but we are trying to raise 200K. So it's like a... A lot. It's, you're like, that's a lot of money, but that's a lot of money. <laughs> it's but a we lowercase have, wow. Yeah. We still have 24 days, so I, I have faith. And so... so um, People give money and then it's over. And then you, on Kickstarter, if you don't raise the goal, you don't get any of the money. Mm -hmm. On Indiegogo, what's awesome about it is that you, you get, you, you keep whatever money you make. They just take a bigger percentage of it. Uh So in that, so my producers put it, I I was like, well, let's do Kickstarter because it's more exciting and people get all fired up. But she's like, what if you made $155,000? And then you couldn't have any of it. Mm-hmm. She's like, we can, we, that just, she's, I don't know why anyone would do that. So, um, yeah, so that's what Indiegogo is. And the film is called Creeps. And if anyone listening wants to give money to it, go to Indiegogo.com and put in, put, type in Creeps. And uh, there's a pitch video of me uh, talking about the movie. But also, uh, because I don't know who the actors are going to be, the two main characters yet, I reenacted some of the scenes from the movies with puppets. <laughs> it's really funny it's really great and I think it's going to be a really exciting movie and really funny movie and also like it really hit me because it's my world I mean it's I'm mm. such a like long time fag hag and then such a also like I think what's interesting about sometimes when you hang out with gay guys you both of your sexuality gets compromised yeah <laughs> which is a thing that I really love in the script that you both kind of enter a weird it's almost like a convent with only one other person yes <laughs> and it's it's really it's really really wonderful really dark yeah it's a, it's about best friends and and you know basically her girlfriend it's a gay man and a lesbian and her girlfriend has dumped her because of their friendship basically mm-hmm. and so there, there's a lot at stake in this friendship because he, because there's he she sort of blames him but she sort of pretends like she doesn't care and they're just they're very codependent messy and yeah 
very messy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think it's a it's a wonderful like kind of um, very real, true to life, mm. but very very funny and very very like almost a Bukowski, a modern Bukowski couple or something <laughs> like it. You know, very very. I don't know. They're trashy, but really also they. They have they have like priorities and they, there's there's totally morals involved mm -hmm. and it's very funny. Thank you. I can't wait to see it. And so now, when do you think? Um, so when you go when you get the money for Indiegogo, mm -hmm. now um, when will you start to make it? Um, we plan to shoot in April if everything goes according to plan. Mm -hmm. And if I can get, I'm I'm obsessed with having Lizzie Kaplan play the lead. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to figure out how to get to her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think she'd be perfect for that part. Yeah. And I've loved her forever, but now she's uh, has a new resurgence of famousness because she's on that show Masters of Sex. Have you seen that show? No, but I, I know what you're talking about. It's I have really the book. I, I really want to see it. She's really, really good in it. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm I'm like so excited about the movie and also all the movies that you've made. And, um, you know, it's it's exciting because, you know, look back all the other things. I, I think it's so all all of them have been so different, all your different projects. Mm -hmm. And um, so I think my my like I think everybody that was coming out around the time that I was coming out, we had to watch Go Fish. We had to be mm -hmm. a part of that was like. What, what, what did you, when did you make that? What, what year was that? Um, we shot it mostly in 93 and it came out in 94, mm -hmm. um, which is almost deal. 20 years ago. It was such a big deal <laughs> for lesbians, for women and, and feminists and, and for us to kind of understand sexuality as it pertained to us. Mm -hmm. I think, um, I think lesbians didn't really have a way to think and a way to be or to picture ourselves. You know, at that, that point, it was so, um, we didn't have the queer cinema. We had like The Killing of Sister George. We had a lot of the, the AIDS movies, but we didn't have a we sense of Desert self. We had Hearts, but like well, up, up to the point when one of the inspirations for making Go Fish was that so many of the movies uh, that had lesbian, the lesbian characters, they were struggling with coming out or mm -hmm. leaving their husbands or figuring out that they're gay or whatever. You know, like it was always a struggle. And so we were like, let's let's do something with where it's how our lives are. Like we're not struggling. We're just gay and we're just having our dumb, stupid drama like everybody else, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's the fact that we're gay doesn't even come up that much. It's just who we are, you know? Right. It was going past all the things of like struggling with it, going past what is per personal best. Mm -hmm. There's another one where you're just yeah. like, it's, it's all about coming out stories, which I think are important to tell. But then, you know, it's like we've already, we've been out. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the problem. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that we sort of issue that we tackled is that one of the characters has sex with a man. Mm -hmm. um, and that was such an interesting thing. I mean, when, when the people, I decided to, we decided to put that in the movie after we already, already started shooting, I shot some stuff. And so there were women who said, if, if that goes in the movie, I'm quitting. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> that means we have to put it in the movie because it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a uh, an issue. And so many women came up to us at screenings and stuff and said, oh, you know, I'm a lesbian and I, you know, have my lesbian world and blah blah blah. But I slept with a man once and then nobody would talk to me and mm -hmm. this happened to me and you know I was ostracized. Um, so I was. I'm really glad you put that in. I think it's great, and I think it's true to uh, life. But what's interesting about it is that so much of our sexuality, like women's sexuality, for me anyway, is like defined by men, and then um, so that sex with men seems somehow less important than sex with women. For me, it's like always been like sex with women has really been about like love affairs, and never mm -hmm. about I'm trying to satisfy somebody so that I can get out of here. Mm -hmm. You know, just like a weird, like social obligation, like thing that I don't know. It's a weird um, 
sensibility that I, I love. I love like when, you know, we talk about um, not necessarily bisexuality, but sexuality that is just complicit with society so that we can just keep getting by. Mm-hmm. So it's a cool, it's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it was, was interesting about that character in, in um, Go Fish is that she was very like studly, like had a new girl every two seconds and, mm-hmm. you know, and she was just out there. She was the, she was the, you know, the Casanova. Uh, and so that was also, I think it just really bothered everyone. They were like, oh, just cause she's promiscuous. That means she sleeps with men and you made the cool, the butch stud a slut. And we were just like, deal with it. <laughs> so weird. It's so, it's so weird how puritanical sometimes, um, like just even the queer community can be about certain things like that. That's always been a, a sort of a strange area. Like I always go in between, um, I guess it would be bisexuality, but for me, it's just queer. And so that to me seems very outlaw and to me, but it's very 90, it's very 90s. Like mm-hmm. I'm very like Susie Braid. I'm very like, um, you know, that on our backs kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. You know, like Annie I'm, Sprinkle. I'm so Annie Sprinkle. Mm-hmm. I'm so like Nina Hartley mm-hmm. um, about it. So to me, it's very, I don't know. It's a nice outlaw place to be. I like it. Mm-hmm. So really that's great. what you call yourself is queer? I think queer is probably the right term. Um, although I have um, probably now, it, it, it's, I don't know, to me queer is right because I think bisexuality is, it's only two genders and that that's like not enough because I know right. people that like identify in other, other ways. Right. You know? Yeah, so, it, so it's more, yeah, because there's just more options. Mm-hmm. Um in the, you know, trans and just sort of boy identified and, you know, all these, this spectrum. I mean, I've been working with, um, with, um, gay, uh, youth. They're, they're 16 to 24 Mm -hmm. and, uh, um, it's, they're in a film program and I've been working with them uh, on their screenplays and there's like a whole new generation. I mean, it's all, we have to ask them, what is your PGP preferred gender pronoun? Mm. And it might be they, Mm Mm-hmm. And I just I was just joking with one of them the other day because because she wrote a character that's a they, and oh. it said like they they walk down the stairs and I was like I, I I respect this from a you know let's not let's not you know pigeonhole people or you know p- block them in, but grammatically this just doesn't work. I right. don't know how many people are walking down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, I'm like when you, <laughs> especially if you're reading it too. Like yeah. uh, well that's like, gonna wait, we what? don't have enough in the budget for that many it, people. Yeah. But it's hard to remember. I think they is a very hard pronoun. It's it's like I I've only known one other person that's done that. And it's very hard to remember. Yeah. Well, it just doesn't. <laughs> I mean, even Z, the Z's and the Zims are, are you know I can get mm-hmm. used to that. But the they's I just I, I it it comes out awkwardly when you in a sentence. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't really understand the politics of it. If I did, I could maybe give some suggestions for something that works a little better in the grammar world. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't really, I don't really get what the differences between the, the Zims and the Zs and the theys. It's very, I mean, yeah, it's hard to remember though for me, even if it's just one person or two people know. That yeah. I, know. <laughs> I know that back, back in the, you know, late nineties when I first started knowing a lot of people who are transitioning, I thought just ch- changing from she to he and changing a, a pronoun of someone was was a challenge. And now that's mm-hmm. like old news. I'm like he, yeah. Oh no, he, he's he now. Like now we're he. And that oh was, yeah, totally can totally do that and without even missing a beat. Yeah. But, the, but then they bring the they's on me. Now I feel old. It's too much. <laughs> it's cool though to see um, just kind of being around um, everything. Like to see so many people transitioning. It used to be just um, butch, and now there's a whole nother um, aspect to 
just um, queer life where it's it's really people transitioning and it's the the big part of it is um, female to male, mm-hmm. which I was excited about the characters in your movie that there's like these um, great characters that are just that that whole I guess symbolic of that community. It's really exciting. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Yeah, one of my best friends is a trans guy, and mm-hmm. I. Um, was very much went through his transition with him. And uh, I remember he would just talk about it all the yeah. time. Yeah. Nonstop. And finally one day I was like, look, his name is Abe. I'm sympathetic. I want to support you. But I really, really don't identify. And I'm really sick of talking about it. <laughs> I was like, you need to go find a group of trans guys or guys who are transitioning. Uh, and, and, you know, like talk to people who are going through what you're going through. He was like, Oh, I don't want to hang out with those freaks. <laughs> I was like, you are one of those freaks. You better deal with oh. it. It's funny. I made him go to a support group and it worked. Those are some That's of his best good. friends. That's yeah. And I was good. like, oh, finally, so many, so many, I mean, it just, at some point I just don't know what it feels like. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just, I'm in my born gender is something I'm totally comfortable with. End of story. It's just, it's not complicated over here, you know? Yeah. And it, it's great though. Cause the boys really do need each other. Boys need each other in general, not just biological males, but all boy energy is flourishes amongst boy energy. Mm-hmm. So I want to create a, um, a tribute band, a Duran Duran tribute band of all trans guys um, called Sirhan Sirhan. That's my <laughs> obsession. <laughs> so have, I'm, so I'm constantly in my mind filing away trans guys that I know look like members of Duran Duran. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to get you all together one day. One of these days. Well, I have a Simon. That's Ian Harvey is a Simon. Mm-hmm. So you know Ian, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I was um, on Ian's show that time. That's right. That's right. Um, and uh, so that, that's the only um, Simon that I've met. I think I've met a couple of Nick's, Nick Rhodes's. But some, someday they'll all come together. I'm going to have to gather a pack of trans guys for my movie, which will be fun. It's going to be great. I suggest any of those original plumbing guys. Well, you, you know Rocco. Yeah. And um, uh, Athens Boys Choir. Mm. Harvey Katz is great. And Amos Mack, who's also, he's also in that little tribe of guys. So San Francisco guys. They're uh, actually New York, I think. Now they um. all moved to Brooklyn en masse. They all... Oh, decided really? to move to Brooklyn. Wow! So now they're all um, they're all there. Hmm. So all the boys hip, are there because it's because it's hip in Brooklyn, or it's it's just cheaper. I think it's just I don't know. It's just they they all like are so they romanticize New York and they want to you hmm. know Lucas has moved there. Lucas Lucas Silvera of the Clicks, who's another great trans guy, hmm. and they're all um, I don't know. They're all having like a second uh, adolescence hmm. as men. And all like roaming around together and being, you know, just this. They all look like uh, newsies. <laughs> <laughs> it's so adorable. Um, speaking of trans guys, um, my friend Buck Angel, who actually says he's not a trans guy. He says, I'm not a trans guy. I'm a man with a vagina. Yes. That's his corner of identification. But anyway, Buck um, husband, is a new friend of mine. We met at a film festival a few months ago. And he's like, I'll do anything to support your movie. I'll do anything to support your movie. So yesterday I said, well, will you streak naked down Hollywood Boulevard if we raise 75K by next week? And he said yes. Oh, good. So that that, that could be happening next week if I get if I make seven, if I get up to seventy five thousand on my campaign. So that's great. Be really fun. I think it's a great idea. I think Buck is um, Buck is great. Have you met Buck yet? I, I think I've heard you guys talk. We um, about Buck, but I don't know if I've met. He is a really great. He's a really great 
performer and activist and filmmaker and you know just a, lots of different things you know mm. um, like us he does a lot of different stuff and mm -hmm. um, he's really uh, I met him years and years and years ago um, I think he had just split up with uh, the I think she's married to uh, the uh, guy in the, the Wachowski brothers yeah, yeah. What, who also transitioned who transitioned yeah she yes. yeah somebody just said to me the other day that they heard a rumor that Lana Wachowski didn't really want to transition. It was just a very extreme dom sub thing where she, there were his dom made him transition. Oh, her transition. So I, um, I think that's just a rumor. I just think it, I just made me laugh. I'm like, wow, that's some serious play right there <laughs> like, to, to, to force your partner to become another gender. That's like real control. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's very, yeah. <clears throat> That, I, don't, I mean, I think of, it's just a rumor, but I think it's an interesting one. That's, that's I've never. I mean, I've heard of forced feminization for sure, mm. but um, do people do? Be, I now I'm just meeting you now and seeing you. Do people chase you around because you look so like Betty Page right now <laughs> to me? Do people think you're going to be toppy with them or <laughs> or hope that they that well, you like kind be? of am? Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I've and I played a dominatrix in a movie. Um, in the 90s, a British movie. Mm -hmm. um, so in England, everybody thinks I'm a dominatrix. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that's where they, they need to think that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I wrote the, the screenplay for the Notorious Betty Page and mm -hmm. I was supposed to play her. Yes. Um, but I got too old. It took us a really long time to make the movie and, and oh. by the time... Uh, it was t we were ready to shoot. Uh, I was it was too old because she just started at eighteen and I was already like thirty five or thirty six. I would I wouldn't have believed me as an eighteen year old. I was maybe completely crushed for about a year about that. But oh, I'm sure. Well, I mean, I think you would have made a fine Betty Page. Yeah. Um, but luckily for us, Gretchen Maul did an amazing job. I thought yeah. she was so good. And yeah. I really, when she came into audition, I was like, huh? She's like little. She's blonde. Like. She just nailed it. Some people just nail it. Yeah. She nailed the physicality in a way that I found really impressive. Yeah. Well, no, she does. She does look like her. And I, I love the movie. I love that. Nice. And I also I also love American Psycho, which you're in. And also you were you were I mean, what what is your um, relationship with that? Because to me, the book is very different from the movie. And I feel like that's because of you. Yeah. We we being me and the director who I wrote it with, Mary Heron, uh, we sort of. She brought the book to me and said, I, I think we should write this together. Mm -hmm. And I I hate horror. Mm -hmm. I'm a total scaredy cat. I can't even watch a trailer <laughs> for a Saw movie without having nightmares. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, really, I was like, really? You want me to read this book? It has Psycho in the title? She's like, I know you're gonna, you don't like this kind of stuff, but I think there's an amazing movie in here somewhere. So I read it just like, oh my. And I, I don't know if you've, oh, you've read the book. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like really gruesome, like mm -hmm. pages and pages of gruesome stuff that you wish you'd never read. Um, but, but I did see what she meant that there could be, that it didn't have to go that far as the, mm -hmm. the movie didn't have, shouldn't, couldn't go as far as the book does with violence wise, but that there was a really clever story there. Yeah. Um, and so we, we sort of just made a decision that we're going to, we're going to try to make most things what you don't see as is what's scary. You mm -hmm. see right before something bad's going to happen or right after, um, except for we decided to do, we had to do one, just one balls to the wall classic horror movie scene <laughs> where he's running with the chainsaw yes we just got to do one and then the, like the rest is all hints and blood splatters and you don't really see what's up but it's a very feminist film because i feel like what it for me is about watching it is the impenetrability of masculinity mm -hmm. and how even for the guys it's a stretch and a struggle that it's like they're they're trying to just adhere to the standard that they can barely hang on to and mm -hmm. so and it's also how it looks from a female perspective too. Like mm -hmm. it, it always, that movie always reminded me of 
my agents and my managers who were like that time like big like music people mm-hmm. they'd like manage michael jackson and you know they were just a bunch of guys in suits and they were talking about their suits and had they all had like business cards and they were so <laughs> like patrick bateman and they, it was so it was drag it was drag it was like they were putting on these personas as adult men and like you and, know yeah and we're interestingly not for women, but for each other. Mm-hmm. For you each other. I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of, it's queer, it's gay, it's also yeah. uh, homoerotic and also um, confusing. And it's, it, but it's very much the way masculinity seems so impenetrable from uh, uh, somebody from the outside looking in. And I love, I was just watched it recently with a group of people, and I love how Mary just shamelessly objectifies Christian Bale's body mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. way that you usually see male directors doing to female bodies. Oh, yeah. There's just like long lingering shots of his soapy ass and mm-hmm. like, you know, just like <laughs> a, a gratuitous, you know, ab crunch scene. And, you know, I mean, he, and he just looks, I mean, his body was insane in that movie. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's, it's great. It's very, it is very objectifying. And you know? it's also just the, the, the character. I, I don't know if um, he, took it from I guess is that from the book where he's like into Phil Collins and into like yeah in the book it, they're, they're just standalone chapters of him talking to you about, yes. about these these um, different artists and we it was a big challenge in the adaptation because we were like this is so genius it's so hilarious it's so dorky mm-hmm. but how but it's there's no there's no plot here so we just decided oh we'll have it be that it we will understand that if he's going on one of those rants, he's about to kill somebody. Yeah. And so like when he kills me, he's been talking about Whitney Houston. And when he kills the Jared Leto character, he's talking about Huey Lewis. And you're it's so glad that at some point in the movie, if he starts talking about music, you're like, oh, shit's going to go down. It's scary. <laughs> and it's really one of the great, I mean, it's one of the great uh, movies, horror movies. I think it's more of social commentary, feminism, but mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of different ways that you can interpret it. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really fine a, work. I, I, I I mean, it's the movie that keeps on giving. I feel like it's more popular now than it was when it uh, came out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like Kanye did it. His last video was a spoof of a scene from American Psycho. Mm. And then Huey Lewis himself did a spoof of the Huey Lewis scene in American Psycho, which is hilarious. <laughs> oh, really? so great. Yeah. <laughs> and he's talking about the movie American Psycho in the way that Patrick Bateman's talking about Huey Lewis in the scene. That's um, so awesome. I yeah, know it's so meta. <laughs> yeah, things like that. Be, they become part of like pop culture too, mm-hmm. and they 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 do end up being self referential and referenced in other in other work. Yeah, that, yeah, that it will always probably. Which I think is like really that. cool. I mean, people really. Uh, I I felt like there was a whole wave of people, probably who I would have been too, that didn't want to see it because they don't like horror movies. But then they then they realize they keep realizing, oh, it's not a horror movie. It's a little mm. it gets a little bloody here and there, a but thriller. that's not what it's, it's about. It's a thriller, it's sort of psychological thriller and everything. Yeah. Right? And a sat and it's but it's also a comedy. It is. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know Sa- it's a, it's a dark satire, satire yeah. right? Yes. I think my favorite part of it is Matt Ross. He's <laughs> <Yeah>. just like <laughs> he's so he's the one that sees like so into Patrick Bateman and he's like so like he's so secretly gay but it's it's just he's so naked about it later like yeah. it comes on to him and it's really it's really hilarious. I know I love it. He totally ad libbed in the movie Matt Ross did where like the last Patrick's like running away from him and he just he mouths I'll call you. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so, so great. <laughs> he's so funny. Um, he and I were um stuck up in uh. I think it was Victorville, and uh, we were doing um, Face Off with the, the John Woo movie, oh, and wow. um, he and I were FBI agents in it, and we um, were staying in a in a like a weird motel out there, and uh, so across from us, from the other side of the motel, where our 
perfect um, stunt people. Because if you do like a John Woo movie, you get a stunt person and they like kind of live as this weird ghostly version of your perfect self walking around <laughs> and we would just like spy on our stunt doubles like, oh my God, what are they eating? What are they doing? <laughs> it was like weird, like so, um, I don't know, it's surreal. Yeah, that's a, that's a, there's some, there's a cool idea in there somewhere story-wise. I think so. You know? I think it's really you, good. Uh, like just the idea of, dating your stunt double yes um i do know on the x-files that the guy who played like the actor mitch Pileggi married jillian anderson's um stand-in oh wow and then people also how you'd feel if someone married your stand-in you're like do you wish that you could marry me yeah (laughs) is it me that you're really after and then you don't want to be challenged or like is my stand-in hotter than me Mm, that's yeah that'd be hard was what were were your stunt doubles just super buff and um mine i had worked on she i had worked with her before on something else so it was just an old old, sort of familiar person so Mm. i I didn't really ever get to know her but i i knew that um like i had worked with her before and then um she was just uh actually a lot smaller than me so mm. she and and then his was really a lot bigger than him hmm. and then there was about five or six John Travolta's and about five or six um uh oh god who's all, who else is Nick in the movie Cage. Nick Nicholas Cage there's yeah. like five or six Nicholas Cages and everybody everybody was just uh, there was they, they they were just perfect though it's just hmm. weird to have that around you know what i want to i think is a really good movie um that i'm obsessed with yesterday and today is Eliza Lamb in January. She was found in a uh, hotel, Cecil, downtown in LA. Mm-hmm. And she was in the water tank. Yes. And uh, they, they found her after two weeks had been there because the, the tenants were complaining about um, the water tasting funny. Ah. And then she had been in there. But there's this, all this weird surveillance footage of her in the in the elevator. And she's doing really weird stuff. Like before she died, she's like... Do it, like hiding in the elevator and then the, the doors won't close and then she's running out and then running back in and then she does this weird thing where she starts talking to somebody with her hands just outside the elevator and it's so fucking scary. There's, like, but there's no one actually there. There's nobody there. But it's well, so, so they scary. So they know how she died? They, they don't know. They, they, it's ruled an accident. The coroner said it was an accident. Mm. But um, they're not sure. And then mm. that hotel has a history. The, the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez lived there. Oh, wow. And oh, another geez. serial killer, um, uh, Kurt Unter... No, uh, Gary Unterweger, Jack Jack Unterweger lived there. Um, and it's been the site of many, many, many suicides and oh, wow. many and deaths. But it's very scary. Yeah, because I remember that story. So, do, do I mean, do you even know, do people have access to where that water tank is? No. Well, you have to have key cards to get up there. Okay. Uh, some sort of, some documentation to get up there. I don't know. So like, she couldn't have been just a bit mad and went and killed herself. Somebody had to do it. I maybe. think somebody, I don't know. And there was no drugs or alcohol in her system. But you want to make this movie. But it seems like, oh, that that is my weird doppelganger. This <laughs> is like young Asian woman who's like talking to somebody that not there and I'm just a kind of I became very obsessed with that so I, I want to make that movie <laughs> it's really scary it's like real J-horror yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah. where you have a doppelganger and then you're yeah. like or go, the ghost thing which I think is really scary mm. but um, but Creeps is another kind of scary Creeps is another kind of um, terror in your own like self-destruction and your own like your destructive friendships you think their friendship is toxic the, the two main characters in Creeps um Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Sort of on the surface, it is because they're they they um they sort of enable each other to just be drunk and do drugs all the time. Yeah, and then they sort of they lie to each other about it, and <laughs> and they but ultimately they are they are best friends. Yes. So, 
like I think that you know the fu- in the future these characters will clean up their acts and still be friends. Yes, that, that their bond is not substance abuse. It's just the culture of the relationship. Yeah, but it's it it's so true to me too. Like it's so real. I've never really I I never really got into cocaine. I'm more of a drinker. I'm more of on the the downside. I like um, a drink. I like to smoke pot. I'm like more like this. Like like any kind of an upper, and also have like nasal issues so if I mm-hmm. if I inhaled anything or like snorted anything it would be a problem mm. so I never really um so it's it's like the hysteria it, it's like for me drugs and alcohol not really about that chasing that hysteria it's more the opposite of chasing taking it down the, a notch yeah, yeah. the taking it down yeah which I, I like. can't smoke pot because I just I, I sometimes super giggles and fun sometimes I want to kill myself. And you just never know. <laughs> like I'll, do, I'll be like, oh my God, I'm a total fraud. Everyone hates me. Like just going on this crazy, like extreme spiral of anxiety and doubt mm-hmm. or, or just be laughing at every single thing that the color of the wall is funny to me. Yeah. But those are, it's a big Russian roulette though. I don't, I'm not always ready for that emotional roller coaster. Yeah. It's, a, it's intense for people. It's intense. Like people can't, I mean, you know, sometimes people can't really smoke pot or, you know, I, I couldn't imagine being speeded up. Mm. beyond coffee like I couldn't imagine anything that would be more that would be to me really really scary Mm. but I um I I really appreciated the script because it just was like oh but other than if it would be my story if it was instead of I don't know what the equivalent will be I don't know if it's pot pot doesn't seem to have the same urgency as um cocaine it's pot is more I don't know what the drug would be but it's it's my story (laughs) (laughs) with a different drug inserted I'm not sure it would, what it would be. I have to find it. Yeah. It'd be good. But it's to me like um, the, the, the whole thing about it is like there's not the feeling of um, you want them to be rescued. You, 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 right. it, it's not the same judgment about it's not you don't have a judgment about them. You're allowing them to be themselves and be funny as they are. I mean, that's the idea. I hope that the audience wants what they want, which is they just want to dazzle at mm-hmm. this art opening. They just want to look really good. And you know how, you know, when you see an X, it's so important. I always say like, just, you know, you want to just have your hair be shiny and you're just like laughing and everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, so amazing. When they look over at you, you're just like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, my life is so amazing. And then you go home and cry. Yeah. Um, so you just, I think you just want that for them. That, so, that, so that when they fail miserably as the week goes on, you're like, oh no, oh no, I can see where this is going. Like they, they're going to make a mess of It's this. great. <laughs> it's great. And then it's like, um, it's, it's kind of a little bit like that, that feeling of like when I, I was sober for a long time and then I would get so, but I got so sick of the people because <laughs> like, they were so superior. Mm. They were so like happy and mm. it just pissed me off. Like I'm not there at all, but you know, it, that, that was almost like this, it was almost a game. Like they were, they were pretending to be this happy because that was all they had. Their happiness or their appearance of happiness was kind of their drug now. A good friend of mine is, has been in the program now for about three years. Uh, and, he's, and he said to me recently, he's like, I had to do this and I'm glad I did it. But he's like, put it off as long as possible. It really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you want to just like, um, sometimes you just want, want you, you, you want to think that there's like an easy answer to life, like whatever it is, either getting drunk or getting sober, and, but it's really not that simple. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many different aspects uh, of, of life. You can't just be happy with one 
thing. We always think one thing, if I do this, it'll, it'll make everything work. And it's, uh, I wish it was that simple, but it's not, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But it's a good, it's a great, I mean, it's a good thing to like see you're, you're creating work that's like, oh my God, commenting on this that I feel like I understand so mm-hmm. deeply. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's, ver- it's very exciting and I can't wait to see the movie. I'm. I can't wait to make the movie. Yeah, I'm really. I'm really curious to see how people will respond to it because they are, the heroes are not traditional. They're not, sometimes they're just assholes. Like they're really not likable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you know, and sort of as gay people, I think as gay filmmakers, we're often expected to put our bright, shiny, special, we're wonderful and normal faces on. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to be like, oh, we're not, we are normal, meaning that we're also messes. Yeah. You know, that right. we come in all flavors. Um, so it should be interesting. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how the community, the viewers, the gay, the LGBT viewers uh, respond. I think they'll right. like it. I think it's great. I think it's the where we're at now. We can see ourselves as flawed because... Uh, we don't have to rely on these film uh, images as being the only definition of who we are. Mm-hmm. You know, before it was very important to have your characters, like queer characters, gay characters, lesbian characters, to be very heroic mm-hmm. and almost martyred to the image because of the the sort of image at large of us. And we, we kind of needed that. But at this point now, we can just actually make movies and be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I typed up a whole synopsis of my film at first for my um, Indiegogo campaign then I was like oh wow I just typed that whole thing and I didn't mention that they were gay it's mm-hmm. so modern I, I'm just, <laughs> you know what I mean I, mean, I, I went, and went back in and said that they were but I realized that it, that wasn't what was most important about them to me mm-hmm. which I just thought was it, it was interesting it's, I mean I was just talking about the, you know the TV show called The Fosters that's on ABC Family mm-hmm. the lesbian couple uh, their family I remember I watched an episode of it and I was like huh that's interesting and then I was like, but, you know, it's kind of vanilla. It's kind of ABC Family. I'm not going to watch it. And I was like, wow. If you had told me to that 10 years ago that there would be a lesbian couple on TV and that I could choose not to watch them. I'm happy it's there, but I don't feel the need to watch every second of it. I would have been amazed. That's kind of amazing to me. It's, it's such a privilege. I don't have to watch everything with a gay yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. It's like almost like we're post-gay. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think we'll ever really be, but it's a nice thing to think that the normalization of our lives is like, oh, it's gotten to this point where we can just kind of dismiss everything. Yeah, yeah you can ignore it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On ABC Family, too. That's mm-hmm, pretty mm-hmm. That's pretty big. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I just saw the, one of the actresses speak on a panel um, the other day, and she was just saying how... What an amazing response she's gotten and how, you know, especially from lesbian moms because it's a lesbian mom couple. And mm-hmm. and it's that's something we haven't seen. Did we have that on the L Word? Were there any moms on the L Word? Oh, gosh. Were there moms on the L Word? Did anybody have kids? Not when I was working on it, they didn't. I haven't all seen I, all of All them. I knew was Dana died. <laughs> you I'm were mad still about upset. that. I'm still upset. <laughs> I, I'm really upset about Dana died. I know. I was. I was like, "What of all the characters to kill that one?" She was my favorite. She was my favorite. She was so fun to write for, and she's such a lovely person. I was like, I, "That is that is not the last person I would kill." Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was great. She used to joke because um, the, the way that she embodied that character, Aaron Daniels is the actress's name. Of you know that sort of like I'm I'm pulling it off. Nobody can tell that I'm gay, but like I'm so uncomfortable with myself. Kind of way that she she performed that character, which I loved. Yeah, she's like I'm so good at this. I'm never gonna find a boyfriend. Oh. Everyone's gonna think I'm gay. <laughs> <laughs> which she actually she's married now, and she has a kid too. She's married to a man. 
because she did find a boyfriend. But I was like, yeah, but you are one convincing dyke. I'll tell you what. She was really good. And then um, I but I would get so mad that it was like, why not Jenny? That's that's what everyone says. <laughs> why not Jenny? And I we 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 suggested that some of us writers to Eileen Shaken who created the show, and she was mm-hmm. like, Jenny is the center of the show. We can't kill her off. I'm like, but have you read on the internet how everybody hates her? <laughs> Well, I think it was because Jenny was just so like, she was so pretty and seemed really privileged and was just so um, selfish. And I don't know, it was just something, she was just unabashedly selfish. Mm-hmm. And there was just something very real about it. And I think people got pissed off. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we, I think we, we didn't expect um, Dana to die. Yeah. That's why it was so hard to, it was like, well, that's, that's who we are. That's us. That's, you know, that's the one character that you really identified with. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, that, but no, that, you just said, no, she's not dead. Like, it's like, so you thought she would get saved at the last mm-hmm. minute. And that, when did you start working on that show? Um, from the, I worked on the first two seasons uh, as a writer and uh, as a recurring character. Mm-hmm. Then I was away and then I came, she brought my character back once uh, for in season six. But I've been told, because I haven't seen all of the episodes after I worked on it, after I wasn't working on it, I've been told that my character's name gets brought up a lot. And she has my character doing things like, oh, yeah, I saw Gabby DeVoe, like, you know, on a club, in a club on all four, like, chained, you know, with her girlfriend having her on a chain. Or, like, she would do all this, like, (laughs) SM kind of, like, backstory with people who just randomly mention. I was surprised that was, what a funny, weird thing that my character lives, that I, 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 like, everyone's picturing me doing all those things that I never actually did. And then in the final, when she brought me back for season six, uh, it's an S&M sex scene. Oh. <laughs> it's it's that's great. I mean it's like it's just so amazing how the mythology of that show just exists in our mind. You know, it's like we'll always have it cuz it's just uh, the only that was like kind of the only thing that was ever very like exclusively lesbian mm-hmm. and it kind of exclusively just our little world and um you know, it's a very I don't know. It's it to me it's like totally mythology. It's our it's our story. It was so funny when I uh, Rose Trochet, uh, who directed Go Fish, um, was you know she sh- she directed the pilot and she was on board with the show and she said you should go in and meet with Eileen and s- see about writing on the show and I was like ugh everything in my life doesn't have to be lesbian lesbian blah 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 lesbian lesbian <laughs> and she was like okay she's like it's gonna happen whether you work on it or not and don't you want to make sure that it's the best possible thing that it can be I was like oh she's so right okay. Mm. and i'm glad i did because i actually working yeah. in tv is really fun yeah yeah and it's a great show and um I, I haven't seen the one the real have you seen the reality tv version the um, um the, re- I, the real l world is yeah. That what it is? yeah i know but i was what's funny is i was actually being interviewed re- uh, recently by two of the girls uh who are on the re- women who are on the real l word they have a podcast mm-hmm. and um i said you know uh, you know, I'm I, so I made up the title, the L word, first of all. Oh yeah. Um, and then I said, I'm so annoyed with your show, you guys, because now we have to call the L word the actual L word because there's a real L word. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I didn't I didn't watch much of that show, uh, the real L word, because I am not much of a reality TV person, mm-hmm. and seeing people get all messy like that just it, like literally makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. When people yeah. are do, I'm like you're doing that on camera like what get a hold of yourself sister mm-hmm. you know what i mean so I, I it's too hard for me I, i'm like that about most reality tv i can't watch it how do people well it, it, i i think so many people now just want the attention and, and it's almost like you put a camera in front of somebody's face and they're thrilled about it mm-hmm. how do people 
live so openly. Well, it, a lot of it's manufactured, though, I think, too, as well. Yeah, I think they write it before you even get there. Yeah, yeah and but it's just, but it seems now there's a reality show for any kind of thing. And it's just, it just, you just see some of the stuff that people do and just go, is there nothing private or it, it, does every, everybody just seems to want this kind of a fame and attention now? Yeah, and also to me, it's like, just um, in general, don't get drunk on TV. Don't mm-hmm. get drunk when there's a camera rolling. Like, <laughs> there's a, that's just like, you know, top 10 things mom should teach you. Yeah. You know? yeah. And 90% of the people on reality TV are getting drunk all the time and just going nuts. So I, I think it's so odd. And I just, I really wonder where it's going. I've, I would have thought it would have been gone by now, but it's it's not, it's getting at more and there's more and more of it. Yeah. I think that it's, um, I don't know. I think it's probably getting to a place where, you know, you used to see these weird like, Japanese horror movies where they would kill each other you know that's part of the reality show it's like people right. getting like it's like what the most dangerous game where you like they'll let loose on an island and somebody's trying to kill them right. I think it's got to get to that point of like people just murdering other people well, that's what it, yeah that's why eventually everybody's gonna need that like the real walking dead or something like that mm-hmm. <laughs> the, mm-hmm. real, the real zombie apocalypse real zombies um, yeah just people <laughs> just really just the real cannibals real death yes the real cannibals of Beverly <laughs> the real cannibals. Well, that's almost real, isn't it? That is good. That would be good. I, I've been to some events where the some of the real housewives were and people that's like royalty. You know, people really get go out of their way. They're like really like, oh my god, it, they're actually real. You know, mm. it's like so that it's the celebrity, the power of that kind of celebrity is way more powerful than we even realize. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's very weird. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I love it though. I love the idea. I think it's just, to me, it's a very uh, strange thing to to bank on um, not anything that you've written or not anything your but your persona as it's sort of haphazardly captured mm-hmm. or that people think it's haphazard. I yeah, think it's I've very. Always, I've always secretly wanted to be on a reality show because I'm really curious what it feels like. Mm. Like what? Like what does it feel like to 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 always have a camera on you? I mean you. At some point, you you have to really be yourself because you just get tired of you know trying to keep it together, right? Yeah, I guess I mean, so. Or keep, like, or keep a front, yeah. almost like the thing that you don't want to talk about. Even if there's somebody else in the room, you sometimes you don't want to. You're like, let me step in here and talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you eventually go, fuck it, let's just talk? Or? And I feel like if I had a girlfriend and she w- wanted to work out something serious with the camera rolling, I'd be so pissed. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it'd be weird. It would be weird. I know that like um. For uh, the Jersey Shore, there's supposedly hundreds and hundreds of hours of footage of all of them having sex with each other. Oh, really? absolutely. There must be. <laughs> there must there be must just be. tons of it, which is so weird. And then, and then several hours of them throwing up and uh-huh. several hours of them applying what? Um, uh, uh, lice cream to their, some, to some their sort genitals. of self tan and self tanner. Uh, <laughs> um, there was one. I uh, I only really remember one episode of seeing of that, like a uh, where they um, the situation took Angelina's dirty pad out of the. She had like had this thing where she would leave her dirty old menstrual pads out outside the garbage, like in the corner or something in the ba- bathroom. And so he took it out and he put it on her pillow, and she oh got God. really furious and then left the show <laughs> she left the show because of that i think so i don't know <laughs> that that was the one that got them the emmy right yeah <laughs> it's but, but, but people seem to love to watch this stuff and mm-hmm. some of it i mean yeah i've i got rid of cable a couple of years ago and, and every now and then i'm in a hotel and i look on at what's on and it's all weird strange 
like larger than life characters like you know i mean we're going from dog the bounty hunter to now the the pest control guy and the <laughs> and the, and this one and that one and you know they try to make these people like characters like we used to have characters who were written you know like mm -hmm. somebody created now they're creating characters out of these these people and it's just so weird that that's all that's on TV now in, in many cases. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the families, like the, you know, the, the, the Kardashians who I, I hate to give any attention to or the... I like, I like watching shows like Amazing Race because it's because the, the drama is like, not fake they right. really are they really do have a goal mm -hmm. and they really do have to get along and strategize together and so it really is a, it seems like the closest you can get to real portraits of relationships on tv yeah That's, yeah you know in in the reality world i just get excited and stressed out i, I really like watching that show and i w used to be a huge american idol watcher Oh, yeah, yeah. I get really scared when I watch American Idol. I get really terrified. I get super nervous for them. Yeah. I get so scared. Because the drama there is real, too. They really are having it. They're singing for real on TV. Yeah. It's not made up, you know? Mm -hmm. And they don't really do too much dirt digging or anything. It's, it's all very wholesome and, you know, yeah. the facts are... Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, I just, I really feel for those young people when they first do their, their song. I just, you know, I'm like, don't mess. And then when they mess up and you're like, oh my God, you're going to hate yourself for the rest of your life. <laughs> that was your big moment and you blew it. Yeah. And somebody made fun of you on yeah. TV for millions of viewers to see. And it's so sad. I just remember when I was not even necessarily that age or just that, that um, inexperienced, how... Uh, how much show business meant to me, mm. you know, and how terrifying every moment that I was up to being judged was. And so I remember that self when I watched that, I'm like so terrified. Mm -hmm. So I, I remember like, uh, now I guess, I guess I'm so jaded that doesn't, nothing really yeah. matters. <laughs> I don't care if I fuck up or do anything is it's not, nothing's that important really. Um, so, okay. You're going to have a reading of your script at, um, in LA. In LA. Yeah. On the 17th of yes. November. Now, I don't think we're going to do the whole thing. I'm just going to pick, you know, about half an hour's worth of stuff, stuff that I think will entertain. Yes. That's great. Uh, and I just got, uh, Wilson Cruz just said he would, oh. um, come and read for me and uh whitney mixter who's one of the real l world girls uh said she's going to come to the reading so i tried to get margaret cho but she's too busy we'll be for gone me. we'll be <laughs> gone but i i'm really i'm looking forward to seeing the movie and then so people what is the so the indiegogo campaign is creeps the movie mm -hmm. it's indiegogo.com and then slash creeps creeps yes and there's a facebook page creeps the movie a twitter account creeps the movie follow it like it share it yeah, because you got to, I mean, it's got to be like now it's, it's, you have, we'll put this up on Monday and it'll get a lot of listens and then people will uh, check it out. It's like so that they can see the movie. It's like they'll, they'll be a, a part of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like when we get into these like crowdfunding things, then you get to be a part of it from the very beginning, yeah, which is exciting. Really, I think that one of the most exciting things about crowdfunding, in addition to the fact that you can actually, it's a way to raise money in, in this new, very modern um, structure, but it's also it's it's forces you, you me my team to sort of brand the movie and mm -hmm. to be able to talk about the movie and to let people participate in getting it made. So it's very yes. very community building. It's great, very, and it's it's you know it's it's already you know we're already marketing our film because yeah. we're already talking about it. We already have graphics and you know and that's I think that's all a really good thing. It's so different from you know when I made Go Fish in the mm -hmm. early nineties. It's just a completely different animal. Yeah. 
what kind of um what what are what are incent like not what are the incentives that people get like or what what are, what are, like donation levels do you have um, certain things that you get when you get to certain level or yes the one of them I think at five hundred you can have your pet in the movie oh um. Uh, there's one. There's a character in the movie who takes photos of all of her sexual conquests and puts them on her wall, and you can be in one of those photos. Oh, that's great. Um, <laughs> that's great. Nudity, uh, of course, encouraged in that case. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, there's uh, there's I, I could I will read and give script notes to someone's uh, feature script, oh, which that's is something great. that I do professionally anyway, um, sometimes and. Um, what else you can if you want to throw down some serious cash you can be an exec producer Mm -hmm. Um, and what's the other good one oh there's a lot of scenes in in club bathrooms and so it's someone can for I think 250 you can um, have a graffiti you can make graffiti on one on a bathroom wall whatever you want I mean I have to approve it of course but Mm -hmm. you know you can just you know you know, put your put your initials with your sweetheart's initials and put a big heart around it and have that be in the movie for the That's rest cool. for all eternity. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Well, these are very priceless things. I think it's really cool. So people, um, and then they can also tweet. Where can they tweet you at? Um, well, at me. Uh, well, at Creeps the movie, mm-hmm. and then that's that's the Creeps one, and then I am at Turner Guinevere. Okay. I weirdly um, not Guinevere Turner because someone else took that. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and whoever it is never tweets. Yeah, that's so weird when people do that. I've they tweeted just, to that person to say, why are you being so boring with my name? Like, give it to me. No response. Crickets. That's Isn't so that weird? weird? It's, that's just, really it's, weird. Just, it's just wasted. It's they're yeah. just wasting it's it. It's just sitting there. Yeah. just, just At least not. do something interesting yeah. with it or whatever. I'm going to tweet it at that person again. I don't even know if it's a man or a woman. I don't understand the logic of doing that. I, unless you have a, like, you want to pretend to be me or mm-hmm. profit from it in some way. Yeah. Well, understanding the internet assholery that goes on is, uh, <laughs> is, is the hardest thing. That yeah. People just love to just hang on to stuff so somebody else can't do it. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. But they can tweet you at Turner Guinevere. Yes. And um, definitely check out the movie and check out the Indiegogo.com slash creeps, right? Yep. And yeah. um, I don't know. I think I think this is like, you know, this is our first Indiegogo campaign. So we're just, we're very excited to be involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's very, for me, it's, it's really exciting. I wake up every morning like... <gasps> You know, like, then I just run to my computer and see if anyone gave more money. And, and it's very yeah. exciting. They have to thank everybody. And then I've been, I've been posting on Facebook when I thank people. I come up with some song to just that to thank people. So I have a, it's, it's like I have a day job right now. I'm just it's very really like, you know, just, you just got to keep your fingers in there and keep talking to people and yeah. having events and just being someone wonderful that people want to hang out with and give money to. It's great. Yeah. It's, it's great. really, it's fun. It's very, it's a, it's a, it's a whole level of production that's not pre-production or production mm-hmm. um right and it's right. cool and it's 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 a fun it's creative in these ways that i um wouldn't have expected you know just yeah. trying to come up with good things to give as incentives and yeah and you know just to be funny and you just find new ways to get people interested and get them going to to go look at the sites and stuff it's fun it's it is actually a creative endeavor but it's using parts of my brain that are don't usually get used yeah well, it's really cool. And uh, again, we can't wait to see the movie. Um, so check it out. I, I think you can tweet me at Margaret Cho. Where can they tweet you? At Jimmy Shelter. You can tweet us both at Monsters of Talk. We are um, every Mondays on uh, SoundCloud.com and iTunes. Please subscribe. Um, I'm just, I don't know. I'm excited and I, I'm like, I want to see the movie right now. So <laughs> Me too. We want to <laughs> see it. So we will be there 
at the premiere, <laughs> covering it and watching it and, and enjoying. And and Margaret's going to be in it and yes. watching yourself. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I can't wait to be in it. That's going to be great, too. <laughs> well, we love our listeners, and we will talk to you next time.